Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Michael Learned, and you're listening to TV Confidential. There it is. Now, that's the total price, sir, and we can guarantee delivery within two weeks. This is a little higher than I expected. I'm not sure I want to pay this much. Well, ours is the best product on the market. I think you know that now. I don't know. It's a lot of money. Still, it's something we really need. Well, suppose you go ahead and sign this purchase order, and I'll just send it in for approval. Look, suppose you call me next week. I'll think about it and give you an answer then. Uh, sure, whatever you say. Tell me, why didn't you make the second effort? Uh, beg pardon? Do you always give up that easily? Ed Robertson, hoping you're enjoying this no. encore presentation of our conversation with Ron I mean, uh, Masek that originally aired in October 2010. Ron's book, I've Met All My Heroes from A to Z, is a collection of stories about some of the people he has met in his show business career that continue to impact his life. The publisher of I've Met All My Heroes from A to Z is Bear Manor Media, and you can order the book by going to bearmanormedia.com, amazon.com, as well as barnesandnoble.com. Ron Masek passed away this past Thursday, October 20th, at the age of 86. Before we went to break, Ron was talking about some of his heroes, the people he admires and who he talks about in his book, including Tommy Lasorda, Cary Grant, and General Norman Schwarzkopf. Another good man you write about is Vince Lombardi, the great um, Hall of Fame coach for the Green Bay Packers, who you worked with on a project that I didn't know about, and I'm not sure I'm not sure our listeners know about it as well, called Second Effort. Anyone, anyone who ever had anything to do with sales probably has seen that film. It's in the Guinness Book of Records. It is the most seen non-theatrical film in history. And last season, uh, I went back to to be interviewed by Steve Staple on NFL, uh, the NFL films, mm-hmm. uh, because he was a big Lombardi fan and he knew that he knew that second effort film, and he wanted to hear some stories about Lombardi. And uh, to this day, people still use that film to motivate. It was the first motivational film ever ever made without mentioning a specific product. For example, in the old days, if you made a beer commercial, you made you named them, you know you, you named that product. Mm-hmm. Our commercial, you named that product. Well, because there was no product named, every company in the world thought we made it specifically for them. I'd get on airplanes and someone would walk up and say, hey, Ron, I just saw you in that insurance film with uh, Lombardi. Or another guy would say, I I saw you in that recruiting film, the Army recruiting film with Vince Lombardi. So they all thought it was made for them. And basically it was. Tell our listeners what it means to operate on Vince Lombardi time. That means if you're 10 minutes early, you're five minutes late. That's why I that's that's why I made sure I called you on time. <laughs> he, uh, he 
and he totally believed that. He said if he walked into his office in the morning for a 9 o'clock meeting and the guy was sitting there at 8.45, he didn't care what he was selling. He wasn't going to make a sale. For the simple reason, he said, if you don't allow yourself in life those 15 minutes to, uh, to collect your thoughts, to relax uh, in case of a traffic you know, jam or something like that, flat tire, if you don't allow yourself to con control yourself, you're not going to succeed in life. Lombardi paid you a really high compliment when, when you both worked on that film, didn't he? Well, he called me coach. Is that what you mean? Yes. Yeah, he called me coach, and I kept saying to him, I said, Coach, if you're having any trouble remembering my name, uh, it's the same it is as it is in the film. My name is Ron. He said, oh, I know that. He said, but I'm counting on you. He said, I'm the rookie in this field, and you're the coach. I'm counting on you to get me through this, as my players count on me to get them through that. Uh, he was a remarkable man. I have no doubts in my mind, if he wanted to be, he could have been the first American pope. <laughs> At the Mass every morning. Yeah. Very religious, right? And yet he would take the Lord's name in vain if he got angry. And I said, Coach, how can you do that? How can you go to Mass in the morning and then take the Lord's name in vain in the afternoon? He said, I have to keep my priest busy. <laughs> I want to ask you about Patrick McGowan, who you co-starred with in um, Ice Station Zebra. And then later on, many, many, many years later, you appeared in one of the Columbos that he directed and starred in with Peter Falk. I mean, yes. what was it like to work with him? He was an incredible man. You know, he took a vow. I don't know if many in the audience know this. He took a vow to his wife that when he became an actor and a, and a star, she always, you know, she was a down-to-earth human being and didn't like all the things she read about Hollywood. Mm -hmm. He never kissed a woman on film. He didn't, he didn't like that. Mm -hmm. uh, after Bobby Kennedy, he didn't really like to use guns, but that was his genre. But he was a brilliant actor, and when he did, uh, when he directed The Prisoner, for mm -hmm. example, yes, we were doing Ice Station Zebra, and we got very close. And he said, Ron, he said, come on with me. I want you to see something uh, during lunch. So we went over to the screening room, and he was screening the next to the last episode of The Prisoner, when mm -hmm. it was just... He and Leo McGurn yes. and the little fellow who spoke no language. Yes, the butler. Two of them. Yeah. And I watched it. And when, he, when I got through, he said, he said, what do you think? And I said, Patrick, I have no idea what the hell I just saw, but I'm exhausted, and it was brilliant. Yes. He said, perfect. He he always seemed bemused. But, I mean, the, the Prisoner is probably the most the most analyzed show in the history of television. And he, he always seemed kind of amused by that. Well, yeah, because he, you know, he wrote it, he directed it, he starred in it. It was his creation. It was his imagination. Uh, a matter of fact, uh, you know, when he did a film with Mel Mel Gibson, uh, Mel was very interested in making it as a film. Mm -hmm. And whatever happened after that, you know, when Patrick died, it didn't happen. But uh, it, it would make a great movie. Yeah, AMC tried it as a four-hour mini last year, and while. They they had they had um, Ian McKellen in the Leo McKern role, which I thought was a good choice of acting. Yes. In every other respect, it, it missed the mark, in my opinion, and, and maybe it's because it's like you, the expectations are so high. And and while I, I think it I think it could be remade. Yeah. I think with AM. You're going to remake something. You must make it better. Yeah. And I'll give you the perfect example if I can. Sure. Uh, and if I had to remember, was a, was an early talking movie with Frederick March. Mm -hmm. They did a remake of Cary Grant and Deborah Carr that became the bar to, to reach for. And then when the Warren Beatty and his wife did it, 
it fell short. And Warren Beatty's a good filmmaker, and, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't bad. It fell short. Because how do you improve upon perfection? Once it's perfect. When I, when I came out from Chicago, one of the great films I always wanted to remake was The Quiet Man. Oh, yes. And I got mature enough to say to myself, you can't do it any better than they did it. Yeah. So wh- why would you be stupid enough to put yourself on film and have someone compare you to John Wayne? So I let that theory go. <laughs> Listening to a conversation with Ron Masek that originally aired in October 2010 here on TV Confidential. Ron Masek, star of Murder, She Wrote, Love Thy Neighbor, the award-winning short film, Second Effort, with NFL Hall of Fame coach Vince Lombardi and many other movie TV credits and commercials. Ron Masek passed away this past Thursday, October 20th at the age of 86. At the time we spoke to Ron, he had just released his memoirs, I Met All My Heroes from A to Z. It's a collection of stories about some of the people that he has met in his show business career who continue to impact his life. You can order Ron's book by going to bearmannermedia.com, amazon.com, as well as barnesandnoble.com. Let me point something out about the book if I can. It's uh, uh, my agent, after he read it, called me up and, and said, Baby, made me really feel good. He said, you have no idea, Ron, what a joy it is to pick up a book about, about Hollywood, for example, and not read about rehab, mm-hmm. how many conquests you had in bed, how many... This is just a fun book, and you, don't, you, you know, you can read one chapter at a time and not lose anything because it's all about different people. And, and it, it, goes, it goes back to one of the things we said when we, um, in, in, our first, in our first segment. These are people that everybody in... Everyone that you mention in this book are people that you respect. Everyone um, that you mention in this book are people who have not only had an impact on your life, but one way or another you know, had a positive impact, if not on the world in general, at least in what they were doing, whatever their, whatever their field. Mostly, mostly on the world. Yeah. I mean, if you stop and you think uh, my, the forward of the book, you know, when I say – I was I was a street kid from Chicago, mm-hmm. but I played golf with three of six men who walked on the moon, played tennis with another, and skied with another. Uh, it did the most seen non-theatrical film in history with Vince Lombardi. Mm-hmm. I worked out with the Dodgers for 20 years. Uh, I've, I've worked with some of the great stars in the history of our business, and yet I'm still a street kid from Chicago. Uh, I have a great deal of respect for these people, and I know how hard it was for them to get to where they are. So I, I, I use that as a stepping board. And yet, if you, if you notice one story, uh, my biggest hero in life is my wife. I was going to ask you. Oh, yeah. I got 49 years of marriage, a year of engagement. So I've been with this woman 50 years of my, of my life. And she's given me six children and a remarkable uh, home atmosphere that I never thought I was going to have. My priorities when I was single was, you know, I wanted to be a big, big-time actor. Mm-hmm. Not, more important than that is I want to have a wonderful family because when we do go, when we do leave this earth, uh, money means nothing. The only thing we're going to leave behind is, is a legacy of family. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's what I'm, I'm, well, that's what I have. Mm-hmm. I have family. You you tell a story about uh, Joe Vernick that you say in I've Met All My Heroes from A to Z also illustrates what kind of person your wife Kay is. Oh, yeah. Joe Vernick was a, was a war hero. He was a prisoner of war. And I was emceeing the Navy Ball uh, one year, and Joe was sitting at our table. 
Now, I'm up on stage the whole time, and my wife is back there with Joe, and he was so excited. He was in his tuxedo and uh, Second World War veteran, and he, because the the uh, commander of the Coast Guard was going to, the Coast Guard or commander, whatever they were, mm-hmm. was going to pin his medal on him. Well, then, now we get to the end of the program, and I'm saying goodnight to everybody, and here I see my wife coming from the back of the air room saying, Ron, Ron, get everybody back. They forgot Joe Vernick. They forgot to give him his medal. And I said, honey, I've already said goodnight. Everybody's walking out the door. She said, well, do something, or I will. So I, I had worked with the Secretary of the Navy before, and he was there. So I walked up, and I explained the whole situation that they forgot. And uh, I pre- before that, I asked Joe if anyone else could pin the medal on. I said, could the Secretary of the Navy do that? And he said, oh, of course, but he would do that. I said, well, let's find out. So I went to the Secretary of the Navy, and I asked him if he would do that. And he said, yes. I said, don't go away, sir. I'll be right back. I'll go get him. And he said, no, you won't. We will come to him. Wow. I'm getting choked up again. I know. No, it's... it's... I do it every time I tell this story. I get well, choked up. Well, no, it's just... He, he called every admiral and every officer that was still in the building there, still in the ballroom, to join him. And he did a total presentation. No, now, the... he went on, and Joe went on to be on the lane victory until he, until he died. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is down in San Pedro, and he was so proud of that. And the pictures we sent him, he was so proud of that. And that is, you know, that tells you the story of my wife. She is more concerned with other people, and what she doesn't care what anyone else thinks about what's right to do. So we do it. And, Ron, the same could be said about you, because even though this is a story, I mean, even though we learn a lot about you and your life and your career, this is really a story about all these other people, and that's what makes it unusual. And there are a lot of moments when you read I've Met All My Heroes from A to Z where you either – sometimes you get choked up and sometimes you just laugh out loud because these, these are really down-to-earth funny stories. Oh, yeah. Well, the Neil Armstrong story, you know, everybody's heard the other joke about, you know, uh, Jackie Gleason's wife, Alice, being our family's wife, being up at the moon. Mm-hmm. Mine was real. <laughs> First time we met, this poor man had been had heard word for word the same line ever since he stepped on the moon. I mean, 20 years later, they're still saying, when they meet him, Mr. Armstrong, I can tell you exactly what I was doing when you stepped on the moon. Like he cared what you were doing. Mm-hmm. He was busy doing his thing. <laughs> so instead, when I met him, I said, uh, I said, sir, it's nice to meet you. I said, you realize ever since you brought that rock back from the moon, our weather has been crap. <laughs> well, he laughed. Yeah. And from that day to this, we still send Christmas cards to each other. But anytime I ever see him at a function, he calls me over to tell them what's going on. Ron, just a couple more questions. Of, of, sure. of all the stories you have in your book, do you have a favorite? Yeah. Would, would you, are, you, are you okay with sharing your favorite story with our listeners? Which one? Um, the, how about the Garth Brooks story? Uh, the Garth Brooks story is simple. I mean, my, my youngest daughter, Christine, was a big Garth Brooks fan, and one of her dearest friends was uh, killed in an automobile accident. And when Garth was going to host the uh, the golf tournament, she said, Dad, can I, can, can I come with you? Can I meet him? And I said, of course. And uh, she was up on her schoolwork and everything else. So I took her, and uh, she had written him a, a, a little letter. And she said, uh, you think he'll read this? And I said, well, he might be a little busy today, but I'm sure 
when he has time, he will read it. And what she had said in the letter was that uh, a favorite song of his that they used to dance to was The River. Mm -hmm. And uh, Garth was busy that that night, and we played golf. We did all the things. She got a picture taken with him, as you see in the book. There's a lot of pictures in the book. I think we should tell people that as well. A lot of photographs to prove that what I'm telling you is not a lie. In fact, I believe every for every story, you have a photograph of the person. That's right. Which, yeah. and, uh, and so what happened was, we were sitting there, and Garth got up to perform after the golf tournament, and he said, I've only got time to do a couple of songs because I've got a plane to catch. And I haven't done this one in a long time. So I'm going to do it for you tonight. You're getting choked up. Yeah. <laughs> so he, played, he, he played and sang The River. I looked at my daughter and I said, uh, he read it. Yeah. yeah. He read the letter. Yeah, he certainly did. Actor Ron Masek from Conversation that originally aired in October 2010 here on TV Confidential. Ron Masek passed away this past Thursday, October 20th at the age of 86. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. One more item. If you're a fan of the master of horror, Stephen King, or know someone who is and are looking for a gift idea this holiday season, our friends at Quarto Books have just released Stephen King, a complete exploration of his work, life, and influence. The new book by Bev Vincent that explores the evolution and influences of Stephen King's body of work over the past six decades and how the themes of King's writing reflect the changing times and events within his life. Timed with Stephen King's 75th birthday this past September 21st, Stephen King, a complete exploration of his work, life, and influences, includes archival photos and documents from Stephen King's personal collection alongside the stories behind the stories of how his novels, novellas, short stories, and adaptations came to be. Stephen King, a complete exploration of his work, life, and Influences by Bev Vincent, available now wherever books are sold through Cordo Books and CordoKnows.com. Hi, this is Charles Fox, and you're listening to TV Confidential. As it happens, Ron Masek passed away nine days following the death of Angela Lansbury. Angela Lansbury, the four-time Tony Award-winning actress whom television audiences know, of course, as crime-solving novelist Jessica Fletcher on the long-running CBS series Murder, She Wrote. Ron Masek, of course, played Sheriff Mort Metzger for eight of the 12 seasons that Murder, She Wrote aired. Angela Lansbury passed away Tuesday, October 11th, five days short of what would have been her 97th birthday in his memoir, I Met All My Heroes from A to Z. Ron Masak shares several memories about Angela Lansbury, describing her as the Rolls Royce of our business, show business, a sentiment that fellow actor David Frankham, for one, shared about Angela Lansbury. Ron also talked about the generosity that Angela Lansbury showed many times on and off the set a murder she wrote, and how she brought a sense of elegance and class to everyone on the set of the show. Angela Lansbury passed away October 11th at the age of 96. We'll play more of our conversation with Joyce Bullifant. We come back on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk tvconfidential.net talk at tvconfidential.net you can also message us at facebook.com forward slash 
TV Confidential, x.com forward slash TV Confidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.